Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamek. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. How are all my peeps doing? How are all my peeps doing? I see you are here online. Welcome. We have Bridge MCP. Welcome to Bridge MCP. And she wants me to give you a big laugh to start the show, even though that is a part of the show today. L. Tucker, I want him to know it was me. The green M&M. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Love that one. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP. Welcome aboard, Michael Rodnan. Welcome aboard, uh, ABQ. Para ver, para ver. We also have in the house is, wait a minute. I saw more in here. Yvette Avery Herod, our union activist. How is everybody doing? And I think I better get that on the screen. I always throw it there. And because I can see that, I assume you guys can see it. Well, now you can see it. Tell Tucker, I want him to know it was me. The green M&M. How you guys are doing today? I trust everybody is doing just fine. Uh, anyway, folks, today was the first day that I had my show at 6 in the morning. Remember, it's five days a week on KPFT. We, everything worked except the call-in phones. That didn't work uh, because they had transferred it here. Then we found out a way how we could do it by me seeing the screen that's over there at the studio. So it should be all working tomorrow morning. But the show, we had a, a full entire completo show today. Uh, so now it turns out, remember, we are on air in the whole Houston metropolitan area, live uh, five days a week, six in the mornings during drive time. And of course, we're live streaming that on YouTube via politicsdoneright.tv, politicsdoneright.tv. And you can also see it, uh, well, everywhere else. All right, let's see what else we got here. Para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Carl Cox says, can't believe uh, ate the whole thing. Cox. Huh? You got to help me out there, Carl. You got to help me out there. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Let's go ahead and start with what Michael Rodden brought us. The bill. The hill. The hill. Biden establishes Office of Environmental Justice. Blast GOP attempts to roll back. Inflation Reduction Act. President Biden on Friday swiped a Republican calls a swipe at Republican calls to clean energy tax cuts as part of their debit limit increase as he signed an executive order creating a new White House Office of Environmental Justice. Uh, the order, which Biden signed in a Rose Garden ceremony Friday, will create the office within the White House Council on Environmental Quality to coordinate environmental justice initiatives across federal agencies. Biden's order also instructed federal agencies to take steps to mitigate adverse climate effects on communities and require them to notify the, effect, the, the affected community in case of any release of toxic substances from a federal building. The president, noting the timing in proximity to Earth Day, added, we have to do a great deal more than just reflect. We have to commit ourselves to action during the signing ceremony. Biden also uh, touted environmental provisions in the Inflation Reduction Act, IRA, uh, the wide-ranging climate and infrastructure bill he signed in 2022. I'll wait to see the details, whether this is an attempt to actually prevent pollution, which causes widespread suffering and death, or just a symbolic uh, measure that will do little to delay the inevitable. All these things are symbolic. We have to keep the pressure up on these politicians. So Biden, we pushed Biden everywhere that he has been. Let's remember that. Biden is not a progressive, but he did very progressive things. And we pushed him there. So, Senor Rudnin, we will have to continue the push. He's a politician. That's what they do, politicians. And, and, this, and this is not a disparage on any politician, Republican or Democrat. 
politicians have a modus operandi. You know, I had an interview uh, this Friday. I think it was Friday. Oh, no, Wednesday at the studio with a, uh, a, a humble ISD, a school district. You know, if you think it, it, there's more to national elections, folks, we have to ha- concentrate on our local elections. So uh, I brought in a, a woman that's running for the school board here in the, in the humble area for the school board. Her name is uh, Natalie Carter. And Natalie Carter, when she was describing herself, she said, you know, I'm not a politician. She's a nurse, okay? Uh, but now she's running for the school board. She says, I'm not a politician, but I stopped her midstream. The same thing happened when I uh, interviewed the prospective mayor of South Houston, who was on my show on, at KPFT on Friday. Uh, she started out and she said, I'm not a politician, but, and I stopped her as well. I want people to stop saying they're not a politician. Biden is a politician. Biden is a good politician. Uh, politicians are there to create policy, and policy requires a certain amount of compromise among other politicians. And the people that win the game are the ones who know to play it. And the people who ultimately win are the people who push these politicians into the positions that they must have for our own good. Uh, Biden is a good politician. All right. And he's a good politician that knows how to get laws passed, not necessarily how we want it. But again, I repeat the big but. We should never stop pushing him to do the things that we need to him, need him to do. We should never pull the plug on pushing him where he needs to be. And that's why those two women, there, one is a nurse. One is a teacher. The ones running for mayor is a teacher. Her name is Sophia Sainz. And the one running for uh, school district, Natalie Carter. Two women. Two very competent women. But I don't want anybody saying I'm not a politician. Politician is a, is a good job. To be a politician is a good thing. To be a politician is somebody who understands policies and who can turn what we want as citizens into policies in government. And so uh, this notion that uh, to be a politician is bad, it's funny because a lot of these guys that are always saying they're not a politician, which was started pretty much on the Republican side, they're always wanting to be in politics. They're always saying government is bad, but they want to be in government. Come on now, let's get real. All right, continuing our program, we have USA Today from uh, Michael Rudden as well. Today, Tucker Carlson leaves Fox News in a wake of Dominion voting lawsuit. I'm not going to read this one because I'm covering this one, uh, Michael, but we'll get into, we'll get into that. Uh, let's see if you have anything custom you want me to say. All right. All right, continuing with the show, we have uh, the YouTube took a while to show up. I don't know what happened. It was fighting with the thing to make sure and get it in, but it's finally there. Um, I have, uh, uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, we have here also uh, coming in. Carl Cox is in the house. Welcome, Carl. Eric Hayes is in the house. He says, not just Fox, CNN does it too. CNN anchor Don Lemon tweeted Monday that he's been terminated from the network. CNN said that the network and Lemon have parted ways. Don will forever be a part of the CNN network. And we thank him for his contributions over the last 17 years. CNN stated, said in a statement, 
We wish him well and we'll be cheering him on in his future endeavors. You know, um, that's true. I don't know the backstory on, on Don Lemon. I just know that he did something really bad when he disparaged a woman for her age, but that's all that I really know. I never follow those sort of things, right? All right, what else have we got? We've got here, Mike C-Sex says, Egberto, I posted this last week. I'm also waiting for people to sue Biden administration on this environmental justice in violation of equal protection clause. Uh, You can try to mimic whatever you want, but if you come into my dirt and you pollute my dirt, and you want to sue me for equal protection? No, I'm going to sue you for killing me. I'm going to sue you for creating a havoc in my health. Those folks that, are, that somehow are anti-environment to protect the plutocracy's businesses, you guys really surprise me, Brother CSAC. I want you healthy, CSAC. I don't want you ill. And I will fight against any polluter that's going to make your life a you know what uh come on over twitch 500 character limit with beats youtube 200 character limit i hear you buddy i hear you all right continuing with the program continuing with the program we also have here uh don't give a damn about lemon he's not he's not damaged our nation true that's very true uh this week begins the growing pressure from the texas attorney general on judge lena hidalgo's botch election cover-up if there's nothing to hide, why is she just doing that? Let's see what Miss Fancy does. Probably yells some crap calling someone a name. No, hey, by the way, she's on the cover of Vogue magazine. I, you know, I think, I, you know, I'm so proud of Lena Hidalgo. Very proud of her. And as far as our, uh, our attorney general, let's see what's the difference. Attorney General Paxton is an indicted swindler, an indicted person who, what, what did he do? Uh, something with stocks, I believe. Crook. But in Texas, because we have some interesting issues with voting, he got reelected, even though he's still under indictment. Just like Trump, who's likely going to be the nominee of the Republican Party, even though he's indicted. What can I say? The part that the, 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 the party of the party of law and order. Doesn't mean the party of law and order. It means the party of law and order for you, but it doesn't cover me. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Para ver, Mike says, Egberto, I watched a bunch of socialist YouTube videos this weekend that sounded sort of like you, but are even more leftist than you. Hard to believe, I know. I don't know how they could be more leftist than I am. But, you know, at least you're getting an education, CSAC. Egberto Willis, to be an honest politician is a good thing. Most are not. Both sides. I agree with my beautiful lady there. But like I said, I love, I want folks to be, I don't want folks to be running away from being called a politicians. They are politicians. If you're running, if you're running to take care of policies, you are a politician. E2247 says 13.8 billion years. We patiently waited for this visit here today, Egberto. Thanks for your pulling us relatives together to move into greater complexity and consciousness right now. I love the kudos that you love to give PDR and our PDR posse. That's why we love each other. You know, you hear that, CSAC? Even though sometimes you drive us to drink, even though I don't drink, 
I don't drink for the most part, but you know, Ashley kind of bought a beer, some some kind of a low low carb beer with very tiny bit of alcohol. It was pretty darn good. It was pretty darn good. I like the taste of beer, not the alcohol, but I like the taste of beer. All right, Mike C. Sex says I finally figured out for certain one thing about those who want to usher in socialist utopia. Well, please tell us, Mike Cisek. Please let us know. Michael Rudden says, Mike Cisek, oh yeah, there's a lot of leftists on YouTube. You learn anything by listening to the issues that actually matter? Or did you get pissed off when necessary change were discovered? was discovered? I think he likes it, uh, Mr. Rudden. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's see what else we have from Mike Cisek says... They are, they are not ignorant. They are completely evil. Well, Mike Cisak. So do you think your, your good friend here, Egberto Willis, is evil? Do you think the things that I want is evil? What is it that I want that is evil? I would love to know because I don't want to be considered evil. I don't want, I want any just like I had all the other bad things about me extricated, if you can define my evil, sir, I will work on extricating it from my being because I try to be the, the be a better human each time. And that's kind of taken up on uh, Andy Schmuckler's term, a better human story. So I want to be a better human. I always want to be better, a better human, and I can get better. We all can get better. So let me know what is it in me a lefty, what is it that I want that makes me evil, sir? I am waiting. All right, Fox Corporations er erased $966 million in market value on Monday after announcing Tucker Carlson would depart Fox News. The split came on week, uh, one week after the company settled a defamation lawsuit with Dominion Voting System. Fox uh, Corporation fell as much as 5%. On Monday, and erased $962 million in market value after it was announced that Fox News parted ways with Tucker Carlson. But you see, it would have likely dropped a lot more if Tucker Carlson stayed because there is something big. I believe this is speculation now, but you don't you don't get rid of your number one attracted attractor of eyeballs unless there's something there i don't know what it is but i'm sure we'll find out what the heck is mike talking about now says michael rudnin you're correct that environmental justice is about equal protections as they are entire communities that are being sacrificed for corporate profits i'm guessing you're talking about something else entirely i hope I hope he's not, well, we won't go there. All right, let's see. Uh, Eric Hayes, that's, not, that's a reply. Okay, Michael Renz, Egberto, conservatives think that leftist deals are regarding bringing in more equity to people will bring about some sort of economic collapse. But the how, if, but the how of it that conservatives would describe is invariably nonsensical. Sir. I am going to start taking calls. In fact, I may start taking calls tomorrow. I figured out, I bought a new, um, a new, what do you call this? Mixer. And 
using a part a, a new virtual cable that I purchased, I found an economical way to take calls here. When you want to, you tell me, I'll post the number. I'm still trying to figure out what number I will use. I'll post the number. And you can call and enlighten us with what you're saying because you're one of us. All right. Uh, Eric, people are stupid but did nothing. But I don't, I don't understand that one. Okay. Brisa Gilberto, Tucker also has a lawsuit against him for sexual harassment like Bill O'Reilly had. You know, he likes to call women the C words and all of that. Always tit for tat. Eric, kill me. Old news and he's gone. Keep up. Eric, you know what's funny? And I just heard this on the news just before I came on. Tucker Carlson thought he was doing his show today. They were advertising Tucker Carlson's show today. Tucker Carlson spent the weekend thinking he was coming to do a special interview. And like that, he got canned. Bruce Pollard just joined the fold. He said, I'm here last. Did you open the discussion to your Brooks criticism? No, I did not. That is for my brother Bruce to do. But after I play the first video, Bruce... Please feel free to tell, uh, to, or while we're doing this, to write in a commentary um, your disagreement with one of the posts that I make. As you know, this is an open forum, and, and Bruce has access to um, my website. I told Bruce that if he, he, he disagreed with a blog I wrote on, on David Brooks, and what I suggested, well, he, he wanted to know how to rebut, and I said, brother... We are an open forum and, you know, you don't have to sit down. We don't, we don't agree on everything. None of us here agree on 100% on everything. And I want folks to have that, to know that on this platform, there is that freedom. There is that freedom to say whatever you want. <laughs> no feelings hurt at all. Because I've always believed that is how, as a society, we are going to make progress. Um, I think I need to bring in a new video that I want to show, but I can't find it. Cry, uh, bear with me as I think I found it. I think I found it. I think I found it. And good. I think I found it. All right. Um, I think I'm going to do the one with Lindsey Graham first. because The, the, the abortion deal. I'm going to do that one first. Um, well, I think I have it all set up already, so here we go. Uh, let's see, right there. Dana Bash from CNN, State of the Union. She just put Lindsey Graham in his place, appropriately so. Lindsey Graham thinks he can come onto TV and just shout down, especially he has a tendency to like to do it with those on the female side, of course, but shout down. Oh, you need to do this. Well, you know what? It was so good how Dana Bash kept her poise and really handled him well. I want you to check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. 70% of Americans support limiting abortion when the, when the unborn child can feel pain. 50 of 53 European nations limit but, abortion at 15 but weeks But my question or less. is, is it a federal modern, issue or modern state? Demo 
Yeah, it's a human rights issue. Does it really matter where you're conceived? At 15 weeks, you have a developed heart and lungs, and to dismember a child at 15 weeks is a painful experience. It's barbaric. It's out of line with the rest of the civilized world. Only North Korea and China allow abortion on demand up to the moment of birth, except the Democratic Party. What the Democratic Party proposes on abortion is barbaric. Uh, abortion up to the moment of birth, taxpayer funded, well, I think is barbaric. I welcome this debate. Well, I think the Republican Party will be in good standing to oppose late term abortion like most of the civilized world. I, just for the record, Roe went up to viability, but I just want to button this up. The no, that's, no, the no. Quit covering for these guys. No, no, no. Your media, you keep covering for these guys. They introduced legislation that allowed abortion on demand with taxpayer funded. Uh, well, you paying for it, the taxpayer up to the moment yeah. of birth. That was their position in Washington. That's the law they want to pass. And nobody in your business will talk about it. It's barbaric. Senator. Senator uh I'm not covering for anybody, yeah, and you yeah. know that. And when I have Democrats on, and I've had okay. Democrats well, just report, on, I've asked the facts. I have asked many, all of them, about their position on where uh, where they believe this issue should be. My question for you, sir, well, is about my question for you, sir, is about President Trump, who you've endorsed to be president again. Is he right in saying that this issue should be a state's issue? He said yesterday, I think at his speech in Iowa that he opposes late-term abortion. Here's what I believe, that anybody running for president who has a snowball's chance in hell in the 2024 primary is going to be with me, the American people, and all of Europe saying late-term abortions uh, should be off the table. 70% of the people uh, oppose late-term abortions. I am confident over time, that's where our nominee will be. I am confident that no Democrat will answer the question of when do you draw a line yeah. They never get challenged. And I welcome this debate. Okay. I welcome this debate. Should we be like China, and North Korea, or should we be like Europe when it comes to late term abortion? OK, I, they do get challenged. You know what? What upsets me most? The gall that these guys have to think that their position is the best position. Do they forget that the policies that they support, lack of health care, lack of child care, lack of family leave? If you want to know something that causes life, that, 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 that kills all those particular features, do. Maybe they should remember that. Yes, they should remember that. I, I always wonder, they, they care so much. Oh, they, 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 they cry about, about the fetus. Oh, what's going on with the dear fetus? All that good stuff. But when it is time to really... Uh, really put policy into action that can really change somebody's life. They're never there. So uh, spare me. Spare me, uh, Mr. Graham. Spare me the belief that you really care about any of, uh, any of these fetuses. What you really want is power to control a woman's body. All right, Politico from Michael Rudden. Uh, this was in 2020. Two women accused uh, male Fox News hosts of sexual harassment and in one woman's case, rape in a lawsuit filed on Monday in federal court in New York. Ed Henry, who was fired as host earlier this month, was accused of sexual harassment and rape in the suit, while hosts Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson and Howard Kurtz were alleged to have separately behaved in a sexually inappropriate way. 
Jennifer Eckhart, a former producer, accused Henry of rape and threatening retaliation for refusing his advances. Kathy Aru, a reporter uh, often invited to the network, accused Henry, Hannity, Carlson, and Kurtz of sexual harassment and gender discrimination. Well, I guess there is some evidence that may have come. I don't know. I don't know. Alistair Waters is back with us. Hello, Alistair. I got info today. After the, 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 the manager of the station called me to let me know that uh, the phone system should be operational. Uh, you know, be, <laughs> believe it or not, it all, was only not operational during my hour because they transferred it to my, my studio here before we figured out exactly what the procedure was that we were going to use for answering phones. So it, 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 in a way, we created the problem. Bruce says, I'm ready for audio intercourse. Oh, hey, you're so, I'm going I'm to start naming you Tucker Carlson, man. No, I'm kidding, Bruce. You know we love you. We, we love you, brother. Bridge MCP says, she could have done better, kind of mild to me. I tell you what I like about what she did. I know what you mean, um, I got the same response from some people on YouTube who thought that she didn't fight back hard enough. I like the way she was matter of fact. One of the things she said, I'm saying this just to correct the record. So she said her stuff, corrected the record, made it seem like he was the overblown Neanderthal. And then secondly, she said, you know that's not true. Or you know. That's not what we do. In other words, putting the onus on him and then just moving on from there. I, I think sometimes that's more effective than going into a shouting match where it gives him fuel to keep going and going and going. My humble opinion, but maybe not. Who knows? Mike, Mike, welcome to Politics and Right. Rodnin says, when does a fetus start to feel pain? 26 weeks. Uh, that is from Wikipedia. Usually, uh, uh, if it's good source, great. All right. Tom C. Anytime I see Tom C. starts limericks, you know I've got to read it because he's darn good at it. So here we go. I hope you're going to post it. I hope you, you have a set of limericks that you're going to post as a new blog, Mr. Tom C. But here it goes. Fox News just can't stop with their lying. Sell fear and hate their viewers still buying. Lost in court to Dominion, paid out nearly a billion. Yet the truth, they keep denying. I love it. Second limerick from Tom C. Uh, from DeSantis flows like a firehouse. No, 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 no. Let's start again. I, I want to make it right. Uh, from DeSantis flow lies like a firehouse, fire hose. His nose grows longer than Pinocchio's. With a personality that's wooden and his fingers in the pudding, at least he doesn't eat pizza with his toes. Ah, I think I don't think I did that sufficiently justice because we got to get the hose and the toes. Let's go again. From the Santis flow, like, uh, come on, Egberto, do it right. From the Santis flow lies like a hose. All right, I'm going to get it right this time. From DeSantis' flow lies like a fire hose. His nose grows longer than Pinocchio's with a personality that's wooden and his fingers in the pudding. At least he doesn't eat pizza with his toes. Oh, man, that one is good. Both of them are good, but I like that. All right. 
But he says, such liars, views on abortions by religious affiliations, 2022, about three quarters of white evangelical Protestants, 74%, think abortion should be illegal in all or most cases. By contrast, 84% of religiously unaffiliated Americans say abortion should be legal in, or in all or more most cases, as do 66% of black Protestants, 60% of white Protestants who are not evangelical, and 56% of Catholics. Carl Cox's Lindsey Graham, as always, is lying sack of horse manure. Hmm. And of course, Michael says, I mean, I don't mind the idea that abortion should be limited until a fetus starts to react to pain stimulus. Again, when does a fetus start reacting to external stimulus? 26 weeks. What percentage of abortions happen before 26 weeks? Very, very few. Remember that six months and two weeks, right? All right. Daniel Ledo says, Egberto, the humanist that endorses killing humans. Wow. No, that is assuming that I think a, a conglomeration of cells is a human being. I don't. When I cut my hand or a, a piece of flesh gets cut off of me, that has all the structures, the DNA, to create a new Egberto. So when I, when I get rid of a piece of skin that's not completely dead, am I killing another human being? You see, these things kind of get silly when you get deep into the science. Pro problem is too many people are not willing to go deep into the science, right? That's the issue. All right, we also have Freya Elizabeth. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Uh, let's see, let's see. We also have uh, uh, Alistair Waters. Eric Hayes says, that's a reply to somebody. Okay, Bruce Pollard says, the debate I would like to have is Egberto's criticism of, a, of David Brooks' article comparing democracy in the U.S. to other places. I think capitalism will exist in democratic countries. The dynamic version we have makes space for the middle class, my thought, and supports education for some, maybe not all. Each point in Brooks' article shows how things in dynamic capitalism have a chance. I don't think it's capitalism, but rather selfish politicians who have fallen to abusing the power granted to them by voters. You know, when you write it that way, it's hard to disagree with anything that you say there, right? But the mere fact that capitalism gives, how should I put it? Capitalism gives the choice of capital over humanity with contracts, right? Because everything is contracted. It's a contract-based system, not a human-based system. We could have another system that says we think about things first, that education is a right, healthcare is a right, uh, a certain amount of food is a right, certain things are a right. And then we build society around that. And you may say it may not be as vibrant. We may not get huge skyscrapers. What bugged me with what Brooks said is Brooks said, irrespective of what's happening, our capitalism, our econo economy just moves forwards. Doesn't matter what's plowed over. It doesn't matter what's, what's hurt. It does move forward. 
our economy moved forward during slavery. It didn't care that slavery was a part of what made it move at the speed that it moved. Our capitalism moved forward when the, when the Chinese were brought in to build the railroad at a reduced cost to enrich more people. Again, that was justified by contracts in our system. So my, my problem is, as we look at capitalism and how it's governed, how it runs, we can see, in my opinion, that is, that it shows absolutely no humanity. The system itself, it, they, they talk about it being driven by market forces, right? Uh, so that is my issue. In, in other words, Bruce, I think there's less of a disagreement and more of a uh, not wanting to call out the problems with the system. My problem with, uh, with David Brooks' article is that he made it seem that, oh, this is the best system, and after all, what else is there? What else isn't there is, isn't there because capitalism does not allow it to occur. It doesn't allow it to occur. As an example, we want a stockbroker who makes a certain percentage off of however much money uh, he trades in stocks. He has the ability to gain that amount of money because we created the laws that govern how it works. And of course, then, the person that is sweeping a floor who may have the same intellect as the stockbroker who, by the way, we can pick up somebody who is sweeping the floor and turn them into a stockbroker in likely six months or less. You know? I mean, the Eddie Murphy story, uh, I, I just love that, uh, uh, that, that, uh, that movie. Uh, what, not, what was it called? I can't remember what the movie was called now, but we spoke about it a few, few weeks ago. So that is where I'm coming from. That is where I'm coming from. But uh, uh, when, when we get our phones up, uh, please feel free to call in Bruce and, and tell our PDR posse what your opinion is. And by the way, the other thing is that there's nothing, there's no relationship between capitalism and democracy, even though that's how it is sold. It is sold that way to make people in a democratic republic believe that capitalism is necessary as a necessary economic system to govern that republic. My contention is uh, capitalism is the least of the systems for a democracy because capitalism isn't democratic. It is completely whoever have capital, however they got that capital. Vis-a-vis, -vis, the, 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 the big wealthy families in America today didn't earn their wealth. They stole their wealth from the lands that they had in West Texas that they stole from the Indians. From all, you know, all of this is generational, generational wealth. None of, again, but they have capital, so capitalism will work for them. All right. Uh, let's see. Michael says capitalism and democracy are two separate spheres, economics and politics. When you try to combine capitalism and democracy, you end up with a plutocracy. Capitalism erodes democracy by removing power from the people while leveraging power uh, of the money class. And that's exactly what we see happening. Daniel Edo says, what you believe, Egberto, has no relevance to truth. You support killing humans. Even more disgusting is you want women to be able to kill the youngest of children Yet if they, they reach a certain age, you will allow them to live. You swim in lies and evil. I feel sorry for you. Actually, no, sir. 
uh, I, that is that that statement that you just made is your own creation, right? That's your creation. My only thing is that women have control over their bodies. Women have control over the cells that they put that they they allow to move on from their bodies. Women, women, I can't do it. Women, all right. If I I have a daughter, I would ask my daughter to be responsible in her relationships, and thank God she had been responsible in her relationships that that things like abortions never came into the picture. But I would be, I would dare not tell a woman what she should be doing with her body. I'm sorry. It's not my job. It's not, it's, I'm not qualified to do that. It shouldn't be me at all. So, I mean, those are the things that people need to get right. Carl Cox says, uh, Eric Hayes, America practices chronic capitalism where the mega rich uh, corporations decide what laws are passed. And we have Bruce Pollard who says, Tell me what system does not have the tribal features we hate. Trade in places. Ah, trade in places. Thanks for reminding me. That's a that's a movie. Um, my answer to that is it's two faceted, right? There, there are there are there are some economic systems that are good hybrids, like we have in the Scandinavian countries. But even that's not what I want to talk about, because Scandinavian countries still have a capitalism where a stockbroker makes more money than, let's say, a doctor, all right? And I think if we evaluate people's value to society, I don't see how a doctor uh, compared to a stockbroker, I don't see how an engineer compared to a stockbroker, how we can value more to that stockbroker than an engineer. And the same goes with a lot of other things, actors, uh, things like that. In other words, if you can build something for society while somebody else can't, well, it's not that they can't, while somebody hasn't or doesn't, right? How can you try to make it that that person should have more capital of which they can do things? Uh, you know, I find it ironic that venture capitalists don't have to know anything about sciences and the sciences created the, the, the engineers and the, the technicians that create the that, that the science, use the science to create things that these guys fund and these guys who fund it make more money and they don't have a stone hell in being able to create anything. It just boggles the mind. It boggles the mind that you can have an economic system that does that. And again, the reason it does that is that's the system that a few people created to benefit themselves, right? Uh, our founding fathers, you know, yeah, they could do, go to war and all of that. But the people who did a whole lot of the work, again, was what, you know, what we know. So we have to be clear-sighted on these issues. We have to be, in my humble opinion. All right. Uh, Eric says, Egberto, you got money from stocks just like the stock broker. Again, here's a difference, okay? Here's a difference. <clears throat> my, the stock broker makes money going up or down. In the stock market, I did make in, in, the, in the times that I used to make money, right? I invented quite a few things in, in, uh, with my software. You can look it up. And, um, and I profited from my software. I gave you guys a story about feeling like there are times that I felt I profited too much, right? And one of the reasons why I never um, worried about paying taxes was because of that. I, there, there are hundreds of tax breaks that I didn't take because I, it just felt dirty. And you can ask my 
my wife about that. She, sometimes she used to think like, why the hell don't you do it? Everybody else is doing it. I'm like, no, I mean, stuff was good. So no, uh, I never abuse these systems like these folks do. And it's not about, oh, you did that. Even if I did that, if I've come to the resolution that I was wrong, or if I've come to the, uh, come to the conclusion that it is just an, uh, the wrong thing to do, then it's the wrong thing to do, whether I had done it before or not. That's not the issue. If it's wrong, it's wrong. All right, let's continue, my brothers and sisters. Eric says, so, no, uh, hi, Carl. Oh, well, that's conversation. Eric says, so, Egberto, the capital you gain via the market was stolen by you. Um, remember what I say all the time. We always say we make, you know, you put some money in a bank. And you say, I am smart. I make my money work for me. To which I answer to all of you, it's a, it's a system, right? And, and we play by the rules that we have. But don't ever sit down and put your money into, a, a, into a, a stock or something and say you make your money work for you. Somebody else is doing the work and you are getting a piece of their labor. Everybody does not have the opportunity to do that. Bridge MCP says, Egberto Willis, DL, someone who is white male and cannot become pregnant. He has no say at all. And I, I agree. And by the way, someone who is black male and, and, uh, and can't get pregnant shouldn't have a word either. That's me. So, no, don't. All right. Daniel says, how many of your grandchildren will you allow before you say enough? Oh, Lord. Eric Hayes says, Carl Cox, you too can trade capital to try. Now, again, no, Eric, not everybody can. All right. Uh, Michael Ryan says, Egberto from the Motley Fool, 27% of the extra of the ultra wealthy are self-made. It defined them as people with a middle class or poor upbringing and no inheritance. 46% have a head start. Almost half the super rich people surveyed either had some inherited wealth or an up affluent upbringing, 28% have legacy wealth, people uh, with both an affluent background and inherited money. And here's the other thing that that particular savior, I haven't read the article, but here's the other thing. We are not a meritocracy. We have to be chosen. Let me give an example, and I'll use myself as an example just to show that I'm not trying to be, you know, out doing anything. I created this product called ComDRV. Serial, I made the serial port do magic that it wasn't supposed to do on a PC in the days when serial ports were the things to do. And, and here's the kicker. Um, when I say it's not a meritocracy, did I know what I was doing? Yes. Did I invent something that was, that was practical and, and that, that really had value? Yes. Did anybody else develop something similar of similar caliber? Yes. But I was chosen. I was chosen. And every time I'm about to get a big head about that thing that I invented, I recalled that, okay, I did it. Come DRV, I came out first with it. But soon thereafter, Greenleaf Software, I think they were out of Dallas, did it. And then there was, uh, I don't remember the other name of the other software packages that did it. But Boeing, 
chose my software. Texaco chose my software was chosen. It wasn't a, it wasn't like I was more meritorious than these other guys. Okay? So we have to reconfigure our thought process and not just sit down there thinking that to have mean you deserve or deserve more so than other. You know, I, I go to my, when my, the, my daughter got honored at her church recently and I went there and I heard some of the best singing I've ever heard. And I, on Spotify, sometimes I hear some of the worst good singing I've ever heard. But they got chosen. The few people in church didn't. Not a meritocracy. And when we learn that it's not a meritocracy, we'll probably have a bit more compassion with our brothers and sisters when we say certain things, right? We'll probably have a bit more compassion. Uh, continuing with the, let's see. Uh, bring over overly taxed in the same thing as Egberto saying, the brokers do nothing and take things. That, that's what they do. All right, uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Mike C. Sack says to Daniel Lado, I need to send you a bunch of links to these socialist YouTubes. These socialists want to break down capitalism, the family, individual rights to uh, cause chaos so they can offer their Marxist utopia. I would like you to tell me what policies that I have, I'm still waiting, that will somehow destroy the family instead of enhancing the family. I know all the policies I talk about enhances families, but. The Powell Memo is great at convincing people who's easily con who are easily convinced, you know? Carl Cox says, every case, the stock market and commodities market are rigged. The Great Depression proves it. The mega uh, but it's not only that. The, the mere fact that, uh, that uh, Silicon Valley Bank went down is another good example. But, you know, what can I say? Michael Rennie says, stockbrokers make money from commissions from every trade. Investors only profit by gambling on the idea that the company they are investing in will do better in the future. The stock market is the rich man's casino. Exactly right. And by the way, the stocks have no relationship to the liquidative value of a company. And if the more people see that, uh, payback, Egberto, you owe society, right? Yes, I owe society. Guess what I'm doing? Guess what I'm doing right now? I'm paying back society. I can't pay them back in cash. I don't have it, but I can pay back in what I'm promoting here. I can pay back in making sure we have an informed audience, not just here, but all over, I, by, by giving a perspective that is, is diametrically opposed to the lies that are given to us that we've learned in school, that we've learned in business school and elsewhere. Right? So no, I'm paying it back. I'm paying it forward. All right, let's see. Eric Hayes says, there is no difference, period. You made money off the market. There's a big difference, huge difference. But, and you should know it. As an accountant, you should know it. I'm not going to even try to explain it. As an accountant, you should know it, sir. Paul Fleming says he's checking in late. Michael Ryan says, yep, making money work for you is a euphemism for taking a piece of someone else's labor. Of course. Uh, there's a difference. When the stock market goes up, most of the money in the, uh, in the form of dividends goes to the mega rich. That is true. When it goes down, the, the bottom 99% lose money. And not only do they lose money, they lose money when these companies try to recover by laying people off on the corporations, etc. It's a whole big circle. All right. Paul Fleming says, you can't put the fascist toothpaste back into the authoritarian tube. <laughs> that is funny. Carl from WAPO, American saw wealth plummet. 40% in 2007 to 2010. 
Federal Reserve says. Yeah, Bruce Pollard said, so how does Brooks' thesis require what you don't like? Most of those things are true in all forms of capitalism, not the UF form, dynamic cap capitalism. Brooks' thesis what U.S. form has some benefits over other forms. Yours is still present forms of capitalism falls as it... Actually, let me, let me tell you. No. And that's where I disagree. Let's look at the capitalism in the Scandinavian countries. That we are more dynamic in that we have been more profitable in the aggregate does not make it better than a Scandinavia whose profit margins are lower, but whose people are happier because in that set system, you don't lose a home. You don't lose your, you don't lose your, your wealth because of healthcare. You don't lose your, your ability to enjoy life because you have inherent childcare. You have family leave. All those things are a part of life. Our form of capitalism discounts that. And because it has a larger numerical value, we see it as better because our capital is greater. But I say that he is wrong because he disregards that that increase in value doesn't affect 80% of Americans. It goes to the top 0.1%, then 1%, then 10%. Then 20%, and then the 80% get next to nothing. When he then he then he, he the, the part that that really kind of pissed me off with his statement was: hey, by the way, when Piketty, when Piketty came out with his to show what wealth disparity and income inequality was doing, he says, Oh, as soon as Piketty comes out, oh yes, I have another video to play. Uh, and I, I got time to play. As soon as Piketty thing came out, uh, the, the inequality started to not be as big. Oh, wow. It reduced up. I thought it was a very disingenuous article. Anyway, I want to set this one up. Uh, if you want to understand the right wing, understand how it got started, understand why, and understand the evil behind it. And why is it that folks, good people like a Mike Cisak can fall for it? But check it out. Uh, Frank, uh, 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 Frank Schaefer, whose father was one of the instantiator of the right wing, explains. They are practically salivating over taking away even more freedoms, emboldened by the hyper-conservative court that made their row-ending dreams come true. Joining me now is Frank Schaefer, author of Why I Am an Atheist Who Believes in God. And Frank, um, the good news today, sort of temporary good news, um, that we will not see a nationwide ban on River Pristone is good. But I think a lot of people are still nervous because this is still what really reads like a Christian nationalist court. What do you make of it all today? My father, Francis Schaefer, was really the grandfather of the whole anti-abortion movement in terms of evangelicals that morphed into the Christian nationalist movement that has taken over the Republican Party, that does everything from keeping guns on our streets, because this is the backbone of the NRA, to closing abortion clinics. And now we have a ruling that has just been stayed, as it were, to try to ban uh, what is known commonly as the abortion pill. These are not legal rulings. This is political machination and planning by the hardcore Christian nationalists in the GOP, using people 
like Judge and Alito and Thomas. And it has nothing to do with our traditions of law or the separation of church and state. When, When you look at someone like Amy Coney Barrett and the people around her, you have to understand that the only reason they were appointed was because they were on a a checklist provided by the Federalist Society to Donald Trump as the condition of him getting elected. People like Billy Graham's son, Franklin Graham, who I grew up with and knew when my dad was a big time evangelist as well, made a deal with Trump and said, you will have our support if you promise to appoint these judges. Well, now we are seeing the result. None of this is to do with the law. This is to do with a judicial coup against our democracy. These people are authoritarian. They fear democracy. They want to overturn elections. The Christian nationalist movement is a halfway point to a kind of authoritarian fascism. It's not anything to do with America anymore. This is beyond that. So this action by the Supreme Court is tactical joy. They realize that in overturning Roe, they have basically off the majority of Americans. And what they are doing now is just taking a a position of retreat, regrouping, and then they're going to go at it again. This abortion pill will be banned just like Roe was overturned at some point if they get their way. The only reason this would change is if they tactically look at it and understand that they will lose the presidency, the House, and the Senate. And that's where the ordinary American voter had damn well better stand up and be counted in the next few elections, or we're going to see these people turn our country into an evangelical Christian version of Iran. An evangelical Christian version of Iran. And, and he, look, uh, Mike Sisek, you don't like the idea that evangelical Christians are authoritarian, the ones that, are, that, that support uh, Trump are authoritarian. But we don't have to ask the questions. We just have to see the actions. Controlling a woman's body, controlling the books that you read, controlling what you can teach in school. All of those are authoritarian moves, point blank. So, uh, so there, there's not there. It's that is not up for debate. But the issue, however, is it it doesn't only uh, drive itself to uh, these particular issues on 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 uh, women's bodies, etc. It also puts itself into healthcare. It also puts itself into childcare. All those things converge because the people want. Child care. The people want health care, but in an authoritarian system, the people don't have to get what they don't get. So there you go. Uh, Schaefer is absolutely right. Uh, Brother Bruce. Okay, then I said, you don't need to surrender, Bruce. That's not what it's all about. What I'm trying to say, however, uh, uh, is that um, this is not about th- this debate is about when it comes to capital. Well, I tell you what, we are we are out of time. But let's go ahead and do the uh, continue talking about this at another time tomorrow or anytime anybody wants to talk about it. Bring your list. My, you know, my my thing is this, and I, I got to get out of here because it's four o'clock. But my thing is this: it there is no reason to just hate an uh, a, a, an economic system for the sake of hating it, or or you know, uh, because all systems have problems and. I am not asking for us to create some system that's already in existence that is perfect or anything like that. What I'm saying is any system that is predicated on capital like we are now, uh, it, it's built incorrectly. We, we, it, the first question that's always asked is whenever we try to do anything in our economic system, how does it affect business? 
That should never have been the first question. The first question should always be, how does it affect humanity? How does it make your life better? And that's not what we see. All our, and, and it's not about selfishness and all of that because capitalism is inherently selfish. It says we only care about that which maximizes profit. That is the definition, the efficient allocation of resources among, uh, among some of its uh, bullet points. And, you know, for humanity, the efficient allocation of resources are not always the best or does not always have the best outcomes. And how do we know? We're living it. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And if you have any ideas, questions, complaints, please send it to info at politicsdoneright.com. Again, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.